0: final horn has sounded and today's game is complete time now for cougar postgame live on the new skin byu sports network cougar postgame live is brought to you by big o tires stop by your locally owned and operated big o tires the team you trust also brought to you by delta official airline of byu basketball here's your host jason Shepard.
1: The Cougars keep rolling. They've now won four in a row, taking down Lindenwood tonight, 90-61 to at the Marriott Center. Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. And remember... When the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50, that's BYU50, on the app or at papajohns.com tomorrow and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location tomorrow only. Before we go any further with some college basketball scores, let's get you some breaking college football news as it relates to BYU football. The uh, BYU defense. Had two spots on the defensive side of the ball in terms of coaches to fill. Well, one of those is now filled. Within the last 20 minutes, BYU announcing that former Utah coach... And player Sione Puha has been hired as an defensive assistant. Sione, as I mentioned, played for the University of Utah. He was a defensive tackle from 2001 to 2004. He then followed that up with an eight-year NFL career. He would also coach at Navy and at Utah on the defensive line. Now joining Jay Hill's staff on the defensive side of the football. And obviously now still one more spot to fill. Um, As I mentioned, as a player, he was a defensive lineman. He has coached uh, the defensive line both at Navy and at Utah. You would certainly assume his position would ultimately end up being on the defensive line here at BYU. However, BYU says that no official uh, positions have been announced. Uh, That will be announced at a later date once all of the uh, hirings Are official. So, Sioni Puha, new defensive assistant for BYU football. All right, let's update you on some top 25 games. Only one still going on, and it focuses on the top team in the WCC 11th ranked Gonzaga, leading Montana 78 69. A little over a minute to go in that one. So, the Zags are going to improve to 10 3 and 6 0 at home with their win everything else in the top 25 is a final drake upsets number 15 mississippi state 58 to 52 number two yukon over georgetown 84 73 wake forest takes down number 14 duke 81 70 your final score alabama over jackson state by 20 84 64 18th ranked indiana wins at home over elon 96 72 Providence upsets number 24 Marquette in double overtime by 5, 103-98 the final score. 12th ranked Baylor wins at home over Northwestern State 58 to 48. The 5th ranked Arizona Wildcats on top of Montana State 85-64, and number 22 Miami takes down number 6 Virginia by 2, 66 to 64 your final score. Elsewhere in the WCC, they've reached halftime at UC Riverside San Diego Toreros with a six point advantage at the break, 42 to 36. Earlier tonight, Pacific winning at Lamar 74 to 65. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. We'll update you on the Utah Jazz and we'll get to the two games that are now finals in the college football bowl season. We'll get to that when we return. BYU gets the win, 90-61. They've now won four in a row. Back for more Cougar Post Game Live. Brought to you by Big O Tires next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Brigham Young, 90, Lindenwood, 61. Cougars getting the win big over Lindenwood. The Lions out of St. Charles, Missouri. They were led in scoring by Fusene Treori's 21 points on 8 of 13 shooting. He would also have six rebounds, a great game for Foos, and the Cougars' win streak has now reached four in a row. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. It is presented by Big O Tires. College bowl season obviously underway. Two more games were played today. Both are finals. We'll go with the one that has ended most recently. It was the Boca Raton Bowl between Toledo and Liberty. Toledo gets the win by 2-21. Two nineteen earlier today, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl up in Boise, Eastern Washington, defeats San Jose State by a final score of forty-one to twenty-seven. The Utah Jazz on the road tonight, a back-to-back situation after dropping the first two games of their Eastern road trip at uh, Milwaukee and then last night at Cleveland the Jazz were in Detroit tonight and they got a massive game from Lowry Market and 38 total points and the Jazz get the 15 point victory in Detroit to snap the losing streak 126 to 111 the final score Jazz back at home Thursday night at Vivint hosting the Washington Wizards. The Wizards are actually playing in Phoenix right now. The Suns with the advantage in the fourth quarter at 92-86. Also going on on the other side of the Rocky Mountains right now in Denver, the Nuggets and the Grizzlies battling. It is 54-37 in favor of the Nuggets. They are getting close to halftime. Finals from earlier tonight, the Bulls going down to South Beach and beating the Miami Heat 113-103. And the New York Knicks get the win at home at Madison Square Garden, over the Golden State Warriors 132 to 94. All right, after the break we'll get you back over to the Marriott Center for more Cougar post-game live with Greg and Mark. Cougars getting the win over Lindenwood. Your final score 90-61. Cougars with the dub back after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Here's Greg Rubel with more Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: All right, so we are courtside. Welcome back to Big O Tires Cougar Postgame Live. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, after BYU defeats Lindenwood by a score of 90-61 to 61 tonight, joined for the first time during our postgame conversations by Rudy Williams, the Canadian native, with 13 points on 5-for-6 shooting, 3-for-3 three three from deep. One of a few Cougars to be perfect from the three-point line tonight. Rudy popping on the headset. Rudy, thanks for coming on. Congratulations.
3: Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much.
2: Well, let's first of all use the uh, theater of the mind that is radio to try and describe to our audience what it is you are wearing. <laughs> you give it your best shot.
3: What, do you, what are you sporting right now? Uh, I'm wearing my comfy winter house coat, you know, courtesy of BYU basketball, Coach Pope's wife, Miss Leanne, you know. She also takes really good care of us, and, um, yeah, it's one of one because it has my name on it and got my number on it. So
2: So you've you've all got presented with these Christmas white robes, and, again, royal blue, number three on the left arm, (laughs) the name Rudy on the right chest. These are beautiful.
3: Yeah, I'm going to put this to great use, honestly.
2: (laughs) And the big BYU basketball logo on the back, the guys are styling. In fact, for those that are in the building with us right now still hanging out, uh, they're seeing a few guys out on the floor with these uh, resplendent robes. Very nice. Yeah, Trevin's right.
3: Uh, it's radio, but Trevin's to the right of me, and he's got his <laughs> own, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I do love it. Nice work by you and the boys tonight. Yeah, um, what was, uh, like, in terms of talking points or main points of the scout, what did you want to get done tonight? Uh, you know,
3: they were essentially guards. You know, they were playing five guards. They're, Small they're, lineup. Yeah. yeah. The forwards were. Um, they were pretty much guard players, so we had to be really good defensively. We had to emphasize communication. Um, as you guys saw, Foose and Atiki were switching out there, guarding their point guards, guarding their two guards. So, you know, we had to do a lot of communication on defense to keep them outside of the paint and, you know, making them shoot tough shots over us. And I feel like we did a pretty decent job at that. So,
4: Rudy Cougar Nation is thrilled to have you here. You kind of had a couple stops along the way. How did you describe that journey and how did you get to BYU?
3: Um, it all started when I was in seventh grade, and that was the Jimmer mania that year. <laughs> That's when I found out what BYU was and, you know. So you were aware. Yeah, I always knew what BYU was. Now, I never knew where it was, Seventh though. grade,
2: you're up in Canada, right?
3: Yes, sir. Right. Middle okay. school. Right. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, my journey was just a little bit different. I had to make a couple pit stops to get to where I really wanted to be, which is essentially here and, um, you know, have good success. But, uh, yeah, I'm, nonetheless, I'm really happy to be here. I'm loving Provo, loving my time, and I love the guys.
2: I told you before the interview that you're kind of wearing Toronto Maple Leafs colors, but you said you are not a hockey fan.
3: No, I'm not going to lie. You know, <laughs> I spend my younger days playing soccer and basketball. So. Blue Jays,
2: though? It,
3: not, uh, not, not even, even baseball? i watch team. baseball. I'll watch it, but I, I never played any. Right.
2: So Hamilton's your home, though, right? Hamilton, Ontario? Yes, sir. So were you like, born and raised Hamilton, or where did you grow up?
3: Yeah, I was born and raised in Hamilton, so that's probably like 30 minutes, 35 minutes away from like you know downtown where all the, t- the pro teams play and all that. And uh, you know, I've been to my fair share of Raptors games uh, Once it's like some pro soccer games, but I've never been to a hockey game in my life.
2: Not a big Tiger Cats fan either? I,
3: we did a couple Tiger Cats games, honestly, okay. for uh, school trips and, you know, the Labor Day classics and stuff. So, yeah.
2: Well, as, as I grew up in Canada, uh, old Iverwind Stadium was was a big part. It <laughs> oh was, was a big part. Of, well, I, grew, I, grew, I was born in Sudbury. I was born in Sudbury, Ontario, before moving to Saskatoon and then to Calgary. So that was my upbringing. And so it's nice to have a fellow Canadian on the team, I'll tell you. Yes, sir. I
3: appreciate that. All, all right. You
2: know. four, uh, four straight wins for you guys. Uh, what's been kind of a common denominator or kind of something you've kind of been leaning on in all these wins?
3: Um, I would just say, you know, the little stuff, you know, people think it's like the rebounds and the points and stuff like that. But uh, it's, it's really the 50-50 balls. It's getting deflections. You know, we chart dim. That's defensive impact uh, meter, metrics. Met- metrics. Sorry. Um, so it's been those little things. You know, we dive and, you know, a lot of communication. So, we, you know, that's where we're trying to grow in that area. And uh, it's, so far, it's helped us with a lot of success in this late stretch of the first semester.
4: Well, Rudy, you're playing so good right now, and your decision-making is excellent. You're taking care of the basketball, scoring the basketball. What's the process been like kind of figuring out your role with this team and and just all the guys coming together? It seems like you're you're, you're starting to really figure it out as a team.
3: Um, I would just say it's chemistry, you know. People i guess didn't really understand that this was a a completely new group you know 12 newcomers i believe on our team big number you know a couple freshmen so like people have to understand that it was going to take time you know chemistry just doesn't come overnight um obviously there was a lot of early early season frustrations with you know with certain players myself uh you know and with the team in general but um you know guys have to understand that it, it takes time to grow something special and uh We're nowhere close to where we need to be, but I feel like we're headed in the right direction. And every game, we're getting a little bit better. The chemistry's getting there a little bit more. And, you know, guys are understanding what's going on and figuring out how to win and, you know, be a good team.
2: You've been a starter on this team. You're now embracing your role as an impact reserve. Just you personally, um, coming to terms with that shift, how you've approached it, how you've responded to it, and how you think you can add value to the team with a different role.
3: Um, I feel like i can add value to the team now because... I kind of get to watch the first couple minutes of the game. So, like, you know, I'm kicking back, watching, eating my popcorn, and then, you know, Pope calls my name, and then I get to go out there and have a spark. You know, I'm usually playing against the other starters or playing with our team starters. So, you know, I'm out there fresh, and I get to get the pace going and the energy back up, ramped up, you know, give everybody a little surge of energy while I'm fresh. So...
4: What about – you're an experienced guy. You've been around. What about some of the younger guys for BYU, the Dallin Halls and Richie Saunders? What's your assessment in Tanner, and what's your assessment of their game?
3: Uh, I'll start with Richie. You know, Richie, he's going to come and play 110% every night. He doesn't take possessions off. I literally was just talking to him post-game stretch, and he's over here mad about one defensive bad play where he just got the flagrant foul. I was like, Richie, like, you're fine. You know, you had your four out of five on, you know, isolations. He got four stops out of five. So, you know – it just shows, like, you know, where his head's at and he wants to grow and, um, you know, how competitive he is. And then Dallin, you know, Dallin's just kind of growing before everyone's eyes, turning from boy to a man. You know, he's making good good decisions with the ball. I think he had, what, eight, seven assists tonight? Dallin, nine
2: assists, no turnovers. Not
3: You see, like, that's big time. So we need that. And um, he's starting to get good chemistry. He's getting guys the ball, and he's pushing the pace. So, you know, those two guys are... And then Tanner's going to be special. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to be the president of that club, um, <laughs> the Tanner Tulson
2: tru- uh, fan club.
3: Yes, sir, and I truly believe that Tanner Tulson is going to be really special for BYU basketball.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, last couple things. Uh, you're getting your taste of in-state basketball. You had the Utah game on the weekend. You were big. Weber State comes in. They just beat Utah State. Gave them their first loss of the season last night. You got another big in-state affair coming up in two days.
3: Uh, yeah, Weber State is a good team. I actually watched that game last night. Um, you know they stretch the floor with ball screens. a lot of guys are making shots, and a lot of guys stepped up for them, so it's going to be tough and uh we're gonna just have to come to play you know we're gonna have to have a lot of communication on these ball screens, and we're just gonna have to take away the three ball because they're hot right now
2: okay, you mentioned a moment ago that uh soccer was one of your sports growing up uh World Cup, who were you rooting for? Were you happy with the way
3: it turned out uh, i i w- I was happy you know Leo Messi used to be my favorite player growing up um because I used to be smaller. Uh, you can't so, go
2: wrong like Leo, man. Yeah,
3: you know, I think he solidified himself as the GOAT. You know, he had the, what, the two big goals, I think it was, in the final. So, you know, I'm glad he finally got what he deserved.
2: Awesome. Great visiting with you, uh, Rudy. We'll do this yeah. many more times this year, I'm sure. But uh, thanks for coming on. Congratulations to you and the guys. Fourth straight win. Go for number five on Thursday. Thanks.
3: Thank you, guys. Nice All right. Thank you so that much. That is Rudy Williams. Coach go Mark Cougs. Pope is
2: coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coacher Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coacher Show is also brought to you by Economic Partners, a national leader in business valuation services. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell.
2: In a first-ever meeting between BYU and Lindenwood, Cougars defeat the Lions in this Tuesday night cat fight. 90 to 61 is our final score. BYU led by 14 at halftime, and then outscored the Lions by 15 in the second half. 51 to 36 for the 90 to 61 victory. Time now for our economics partners' valuable stat of the game. Brought to you by Economics Partners. BYU's accounting program is nationally ranked, so it's no surprise one of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. Mark Pope will be joining us momentarily, but for the valuable stat of the game, going to go with the the point guard play uh, tonight. And the point guards, Dallin Hall and Rudy Williams, the primary points, combine for 12 assists and three turnovers highlighted by Dallin Hall's 9 and 0. Nine assists and zero giveaways for the freshman quarterback. Yeah, really impressive. And
4: those guys have made a lot of progress. And it's one of the cool things about this team, Greg, is you can almost chart the progress, right? Early in the season, they had the 20, 25, 19 turnover games. And now it's down to 12, 13, you know, 9. And, uh, you know, Rudy, Rudy and Dallin were walking turnovers at times in this season, now just making really good decisions, distributing the ball the right place. Uh, it's it's cool to see that progress.
2: Loved our chat with Rudy, and he said it was going to take time. You know, he said with as many newcomers as you bring in, even though there are guys that have played a lot of places and have experience, to bring them all together was going to take some time. And yeah, you're going to look back and find a couple of games that BYU could have had and didn't get, but you're also going to find a couple of games where BYU might have lost and found a way to win. I think in the end right now, 9-5 and five is probably who this team is. Chance to be 10-5, and five. and if they get to 10-5, and five, That means they'll have beaten a decent Weber State team that just handed Logan, handed Utah State its first loss the season. So going back to what we talked about earlier, 15 non-conference games. If you can win 10 with this group trying to find itself and losing Trevin Nell and losing Spencer Johnson, I think it's a job well done. Yeah,
4: you just want to be in crescendo during the season, right? And you want to really hit it in conference play and, and perform well. So I like the trajectory of this team. It, it, it's... You know, back in the day, you know, I always talk about back in my day, Greg. I know you get sick of it, but. You're so uh, curmudgeonly <laughs> that way. But, you know. I mean, the guys that I played with, I just. I played with them forever. I mean, summer and years in high school, and you're playing in college, and it's the same guys almost every year. You get a couple new guys, maybe. And it's a different world now, and it's when you. And you're bringing in double-digit uh, newcomers. It, it, it does take some time to just kind of figure each other out. And I think this team's doing that.
2: Of course, tonight was a game you're, you're going to expect to win and win handily. So BYU did what it was supposed to do. Ken Palm is, uh, you know got Lindenwood around 345, 347 coming into tonight. So it's a game you kind of chalk up and move on. An entirely different challenge coming up on Thursday. It's in-state basketball again and again. And all you need to know... Uh, about Weber State is what they did, um, you know, last night at at the Spectrum. A new head coach, but uh, still in the mold of Randy Ray, and I expect a really, really firm challenge from the Wildcats coming up on Thursday night here at the Marriott Center. Should be a fun night. Uh, Last game before Christmas, should be a good crowd on hand. By the way, the crowd tonight, uh, 12,180 here at the Marriott Center. BYU still drawing well, uh, ten to 15,000 every night, and uh, bodes well for uh, what's to come, and what's to come is the Big 12 after this year, and, and Mark, it's, it's hard not to think about the kind of nights we'll be experiencing with these guys in that new league in visiting venues and home alike. It's going to bring a, a totally different feel um, to, to winter nights here uh, at the Marriott Center and elsewhere. I think it'll be a great
4: reward for the fans that always are faithful to bring in you know, the Kansas is the world and, and all the Big 12 teams, so good into your building. Maybe you get one of those guys every couple of years, and now you're going to have eight, nine, ten of those guys coming in every year, and, and that'll be really cool. And, you know, this is a great, you know, talk about those great environments. BYU, the Merritt Center, this is a great show. I mean, for the money and for all the things that go on and the, all the timeout stuff and the halftime stuff, this is a great, great show. And then, you know, the, the, the guys put on a good show. I think this is a fun team to watch. And so it's only going to get better from here, but it's already pretty darn good.
2: Of course, first things first, competing for a final WCC a round of, uh, of games and, and ideally contending for a championship. And that uh, quest starts week from Thursday. All right, Coach Mark Pope is coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All
2: right, uh, we are back courtside. Mark Pope is just moments away. BYU defeats Lindenwood by a final score of ninety to sixty-one. It looks like a team of uh, prize fighters out here. You got all these BYU <laughs> players in their white robes. All these Mike Tyson's, of course, Mike rarely wore a robe, uh, but uh, you got all these guys in their new white robes, courtesy of Leanne Pope, uh, milling around. They clearly love them and they want to spend as much time with them as possible.
4: I I just imagine opening them up, and I I bet a lot of guys are like, what in the heck is this? But then they're really cool. (laughs) I want one. But uh, that's pretty fun for the guys.
2: No, it's uh, it's great. Leanne, big time job on the robes uh, as <laughs> her, her husband uh, Mark Pope puts on the headset here at courtside. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar post game coaches show. Uh, clearly, a popular gift with the guys. Yeah. the touch of Leanne Pope is is uh, evidenced once again. Personalized robes, clean look. We had Rudy on with his robe doing the post game. Nice stuff.
5: I mean, so bougie, right? Like, let's go. <laughs> it's a uh, you know, when Leanne and I went to Milwaukee for the first time when we were with the Bucks. Um, the most exciting thing to me always was the per diem because it's like the greatest thing in the world. But the second most exciting thing was we walk in the locker room uh, and they have these monogram robes for each of the guys. And this is the greatest thing ever. So, uh, you know, Leanne, is, is uh, she's, she's, she's working so hard to, like, stay within NCAA guidelines but also be great. And this is like solid gold right here, man. It's awesome. We, we rolled them in after the guys the game and the guys were just like, they were like I was when I walked in the Bucs locker room. This is the greatest thing ever.
2: Were they all waiting in their lockers? No, no. So, we, right? actually, we actually to sat down out. and
5: finished our post-game meeting and said, we can't be distracted by anything except for this one last distraction. We'll roll it out. Merry Christmas and from Miss Leanne. And it was awesome. So Very good. Cool.
2: Very cool. Uh, nice win tonight. Uh, solid. Uh, you had a really high assist rate. Uh, shot a good number. And uh, and you picked up four wins in a row now.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes, to all of the above. <laughs> I'm gonna say super positive. We're just in the process of growing, and and um, I'm I'm really proud of the guys. You know, some guys in particular I was super proud of. So, you know, our our shoot around was 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 not the best we've had today. It wasn't the most focused, and I really got after Noah uh, um, hard in shoot around. And man, did he come respond defensively on the glass, and then made shots too. And I, you know, that's like that's that's what's great about this group is they're just interested in responding. They're they're gonna we're not perfect we're learning like crazy uh, it's almost it's almost like a you know a fire hose coming at us but but Noah the way he responded tonight, I thought was awesome and it was super settling for us and then the guys coming off the bench brought some some new energy and I was just really proud of the guys not to
2: steal Mark's thunder but he thought it was uh Noah's best game that he's seen him play yet this yeah
5: season. and I was really I, I was really proud of him for all those reasons um, you know he had one series where he um he uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the first part one series where he came and played off two feet which was a, a huge part of us which he's been working on he played off two feet and actually finished the lap. he came back down on the other end of the floor and um, uh, saw man and ball, a man at ball, defense—the concept that's really important for us to help, and actually stole a backdoor pass, and the next time down the floor had unbelievable verticality and played without fouling, and we actually ended up coming up with the ball. And, like, he had these little series, and you notice none of those was about making a shot, right? It was just all about the, the concepts that you build on, and he was, he was kind of coupling all those things together tonight. I, I just thought he was terrific, so I'm super proud of him, and, and I, the most rewarding thing is just him responding.
4: Yeah, I noticed that a timeout you spent some time with him after the game. It looked like you had a nice moment with him, and it, it's great to see that progress. Also, Jackson Robinson, I thought, yeah. you know, he played great four for four from the three. Those two guys, you know, you see so much potential in them, and, and maybe they've they've been a little hot and cold at times, but it was nice to see that wing position really perform for you tonight.
5: Yeah, those guys are, you know, in terms of our what, talking about our ceiling, those guys, are, um, those guys are really important to how good we can be. If we're going to be great, those guys have the potential to be great. You know, we've spent a lot of time with Jax um, talking about his game and talking about growing. One of the things, and we might have talked about this before on the air, one of the things about Jax is um, I'm excited when he gets to the point where he walks out of the game and the like, fifth or sixth bullet point was if he made shots or, or not because he is one of those rare individuals that actually has the potential to do it. I don't think Scotty Pippen is a, is, is a perfect example, but Scotty impacted the uh, – Scottie Pippen was a, a player long before you guys were born. Sorry. Oh, come on now. But, but Scottie, That's our wheelhouse. Scotty impacted the game in so many ways. The last thing you would get to was that he had 28. But that would be like the fifth thing on the list. And, uh, and Jax has that capability of, of impacting the game so heavily in so many ways that shots kind of become a third or fourth thing. And what's interesting is when you start to approach the game that way, you make more shots.
2: Amazing how it works like, out. Guaranteed. So uh, before the break, uh, Dallin Hall's last game, the Utah game, Career-high six rebounds. Next game, career-high nine assists yeah. and
5: no turnovers. 9-0. Yeah, I'm super proud of him. You know, um, Dallin is is like a sieve, you know, with with all the responsibility that's kind of been thrust on him, um, and and as much as he's interested in learning, a lot of times... Um, is just the artistic nature of coaching. A lot of times you, with young guys, you almost need to kick them out of the film room. You need to kick them out of your office because so much information gets in, it just twists them up and ties them up. And Dallin Hall is one of the few guys I've ever coached so far where he's able to distill all that information and still stay functional. Because he is taking in a massive amount of Information right now. There's so many little spaces of the game where he's learning right now and taking in information, and he's still able, you know, and he can come out and be nine nine zero. Nobody can do that. Nobody takes in all that information, comes out in nine zero. So really special quality in him. I'm super proud of him.
2: We'll take a break. More from Mark Pope as we continue. Closing comments with the coach coming up. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. Cougs ninety, Lions sixty one. Here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right,
2: so we are back courtside. Greg Rubel. And uh, Mark Durant and the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, uh, just closing comments with the coach here on the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Ninety to sixty-one, BYU defeats Lindenwood. And uh, next up for the Cougs, coach, it's Marine State Basketball. Your yeah. final. Oh, we've already reached the end of non-conference play. Wow.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's gone fast, hasn't it? It has. It's been, uh, you know, I, I feel I'm super proud. Like. You know, one of the things that I feel obligated to do is just provide as much drama for Cougar Nation as we can, and I feel like we would grade ourselves at an A for sure. A Not for an drama plus, but an A. A
2: for drama and tension and uh, and wild endings and close games and all that stuff. Uh, Mark
5: Mark literally has less hair than he did when we started the season. Man, that's the truth. That's hard to do. Think about that. That's the truth. Uh,
2: wouldn't it be hey, something? I mean, listen,
5: that's pot calling the kettle, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Yes,
5: it is. Yes, it is.
2: Uh, you've got to, have to play a heck of a game to beat a good Weber team on Thursday. But if you were to get to WCC play with um, with, with double-digit wins, would you feel like for this team, doing all they're trying to do, that would be something acceptable to you?
5: Um, uh, well, you know, we're just so focused on growing. They already left. Uh, we're just so focused on growing right now. I'm, I'm really excited about how we're growing. So... Um,
2: so the number—if you end up with—you're what not so much. Yeah, into that nice. I mean,
5: we're not like we're—I'm way more hungry for growth than I am in the numbers because our numbers are just not great anyway. But if we keep growing, we're going to have a chance to overcome the numbers. And I talk about the metrics and the rankings and all that. stuff. We're going to have a chance to overcome that if we keep growing. So, um, yes, I mean, this Weber State game is hugely important, just like every game. Every game is, but but right now, um, if we win and we don't get better we're sunk right we have to get and, and if and we could actually take a loss if we're really really growing from it. we could actually handle that we just have to grow that's that's the path of this team right now and that's our hope for this season is that we can just keep growing and keep getting better and i'm super pleased with the growth, like we talked about last pregame. We set the bar really low to start. So, But 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 I'm telling you, man, it, it is really fun to watch these guys grow. So if we can grow again tomorrow in practice and we can grow again on Thursday night, I'm going to be really, really pleased with, with what these guys have done in the last two months.
4: Hey, one of those areas I, I see for growth is the, the defense on the perimeter. I know it's important to you that three-point defense – uh, Lindenwood had a nice night tonight. Yeah. It seems to be a little bit of a problem. Where is the team right now? What are the deficiencies you're seeing, and what are areas that they can improve on?
5: Yeah, it was, it was the most frustrating part of the night for me for sure uh, was us guarding the three-point line. I think we're five out of six games right now where we've given up ten or more threes. I think we're probably going to be, after this game, ranked like 340th out of 360, What is it? 63 teams um, in terms of guarding the three. The three. And there's, you know, ah, it just is frustrating. Like, I'll give you an example, okay? So um, Cam Burrell comes into the game making two threes in three years of college basketball. He's made two threes. He's made two threes in three years of college basketball. And he goes four for six tonight. And it's not like we're him any different than anybody else. It just is, you know, and so we're a little bit snake bit. That way, right now, we kind of felt the same thing at the Utah Valley game. Like we felt that a little bit throughout the season, where it's just like, my gosh. Um, but our job is not to complain. Our job is just to to overkill respond. And so, you know, we made some adjustments to guard Utah that we're probably going to have to lean into more. And that means that Foose and Atiki have got to be in a stance, and they got to guard like guards. Mm-hmm. And they have to make they have to make that transition. Um, it is a it is a it's wildly important for us to get better at guarding the three and we just have to we have to make progress there and we got to do some things different schematically and and we got to be more disciplined with our gap help um and and we got to have a little bit of good fortune going i mean my goodness come on
2: we are right back here in forty-eight hours. We look forward to Thursday night and to the holiday season ahead. Coach, thank you once again for your time. Uh, appreciation to to Leanne for always being patient and waiting for us to finish with you. Leanne is
5: the best. Yes, she is. you're
4: lucky. you son, given all those presents. So great. My She's gosh. always so kind. Yeah. And a great mother. Holy smokes. Yes. Look right. at you.
2: Amen. We'll, we'll let her take you away, Coach McGuire. Guys, right.
5: thank you so much. All right,
2: that's Mark Pope. Let's wrap it up from the Marriott Center. BYU 90 and Lindenwood 69 is our final score. Appreciation to the crew back at BYU Radio. Our control board operators, Corbin Radford and Adam Woodall. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our engineer, Barry Squires. Operations, Clark Jackman, Sean O'Neill. Athletics, Casey Stauffer. Courtside, appreciation to Tyson Jacks, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director. Austin Rustand, our right-hand man tonight. Coach Mark Pope, Rudy Williams, post-game. Coach Mark Pope, Kyle Gerdeman, the Lindenwood coach for pregame, Jason Shepard, of course, our studio host back at BYU Radio. That is the crew, along with my color commentary colleague. And your name, sir, is?
4: Mark Durant. I'm looking forward to facing the Fighting Lillards
2: Thursday night. Weber State's been great, great, great. (laughs) Krugers have to cool them off a little bit on Thursday night. I'm glad
4: we're not going to the... The uh, the event center? The Purple Palace? Purple Palace. Got them in the Merit Center. That should help. But, man, that's a a whole different ballgame after what they did the other night. Better be ready to go.
2: All right, for Mark, my name is Greg Grubel. Saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah. Happy holidays.
0: You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network coverage of today's game has been brought to you by mountain america credit union mountain america the official credit union of byu athletics byu basketball is a production of byu athletics in association with byu broadcasting special thanks to byu president kevin worthen vice president keith vorkeith athletic director tom homo and associate athletic director for corporate sponsorship casey stopper BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin BYU Sports Network.